This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Schamburg Community Church. Listen and be blessed. morning is thank you. Thank you for where we started from. Thank you for where we are. Thank you for where you're yet taking us to. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you Heavenly Father for the great and the wonderful things we can see your hand at. This morning even as we go into your word, I take life cold from your altar and touch my lips of clay. Father, please cleanse me, purify me, and make me worthy to bear your words to your children this morning. Father, even as your word shall come forth, do not let the faith of your children rest upon the eloquence of my preaching, but let their faith rest upon you glorified. Father, glorify your name in this place today. Take all the, ble- take all the glory and give us all the blessings. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You may please be seated. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from the Covenant House and from my board members, I call them, my Oga Madam, and the two gentlemen who God has blessed us with. Well, gentle is a matter of description. But, you know, you say those things are be not even as they are. Because if they take anything after their uncle, not me, amen, they will turn out to be gentlemen. Why are you people laughing? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. It's very wonderful to be back here. It's always a time of inspiration. And every time I come and I look at what you guys are doing, what God is doing through you in this place, I go back motivated, I go back re-energized, and I go back and tell them at home that we still have work to do. But I pray that God will continue to take you higher and higher. In Jesus' name. We will not meet you in the same place we left you last year. I said you will not be back in the same place when I come here next year in Jesus' name. This morning we were talking about Isaac. And I remember at the beginning of this year in the church where I pastor, God told us, and I think that's a thing for redeemed generally, that this year will be a year of restoration. Is there somebody who believes that? 
But in our church, he told us that it will not only be restoration, but it will be restoration with abundance. A restoration with abundance. So I quickly, as a part-time lawyer, I went to check that when God gives you a word, it must mean something. So I went to my dictionary and I said, what does restoration mean? The Merriam-Webster's dictionary describes it as an act of restoring or the condition of being restored, such as bringing back to a former position or condition. I went to check what abundance means in the same dictionary. In dictionary.com, it describes it as an extremely plentiful or over-sufficient quantity or supply. He calls it overflowing fullness, affluence, or wealth, or simply a situation of more than enough. I'm praying for somebody here today that the Almighty God will take you to a position of more than enough in the mighty name of Jesus. In the book of Genesis chapter 26, in Genesis 26, from verses 12 to 23, Genesis 26, from verses 12 through to 23. The Bible tells us that then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great, and he went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possession of herds and a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Jerah and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of the water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called them their names after the names by which his father called them. And Isaac's servant digged the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the headmen of Gerah did strive with Isaac's headmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Essek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well, and they strove for that also. And he called that name Sidna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. For that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. I'm praying for you this morning that you shall be fruitful in this land in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you add your blessing to your word. Let it germinate and bring forth good fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name. Somebody was prospering in a country when everybody was complaining. That was the story here. Some people were saying things are tough, things are hard. But this man was so blessed that the whole country began to envy him. Every time you are praying for breakthrough, do you re ever wonder about what your neighbor is thinking? Or what your neighbor wants. What do you think when you have bought your first car? And then your neighbor, who you started together without a car, with one car each, you now take his parking space. 
do, do you think he's very happy about the blessings of God in your life? Or you have to, he has to come and call you to move your car before he can park in his own space. Sometimes people begin to think that the blessings you have should be their own blessings and that you have taken their blessing in addition to your own. They often forget that the manufacturer of that Lexus, which I like very much, amen, and the Benz also has more that you can also take your own. I say you also take your own. I know some of you don't like the fact that I have Lexus. Is that that's okay? But whether you like it or not, God will continue to bless you in Jesus' name. But whatever God has blessed you with, there's more from where that comes. There's more, but, you're, but sometimes those who are envying you don't realize that. And that was a problem with Isaac. He was a foreigner in the land. And the people of that land were looking at him. Why is this man so blessed? And it's not a strange thing. We've had stories of Nigerians who are hated and killed in South Africa. And Nigerians began to feel very bad about it. There was a movement. But I said, wait, wait, wait. It's not only Nigerians in South Africa that are being killed. But every time there's a problem, a financial problem in the land, the people of the land begin to look and who to blame for their problems. I'm sure you know that. Praise the Lord. It has happened in London. Or why do you think Brexit succeeded? It's because the British wanted their country back. They are saying, look, enough of these foreigners taking our jobs. Come and go. Like we say it in my language, Ewa Malo. Is that not the direct interpretation? They come and go. What are these foreigners doing in their land? The same thing happened in France. They've taken back, their, they want their land back. And I'm sure you know why Trump won in America. It's simply because they're saying, we've had enough of foreigners. And in Nigeria, I was telling them last week when I preached, I said, look, oh, we call one bag Ghana must go. How many of you know that bag? I said, do you know the origin of that bag? It's when Nigerians were telling Ghanaians, who are the best teachers in the land, that every Ghanaian should leave Nigeria. We had them there, Mr. Kweku, Mr. Kwesi. I, I, remember, I remember one song. Oh, yeah, I, I remember one song that I, I, I can't forget that's been in my mind since primary school was, Kweku, go back to Ghana. Go back to Ghana. I'm sure, Ada Devon must go, must go. Ada Devon must. I remember those songs like yesterday. But it was a protest against Ghanaians to leave Nigeria. And every time I tell you, carry a Ghana must go back in Nigeria. I say, you better be careful. Because not every Ghanaian is happy about that. But Isaac was a man who was rich. He was in a foreign land. He was targeted like foreigners are usually done when things are not going so well. And the Bible says that the herdsmen went to fill the wells that he dug. I asked earlier today, why would they go and fill the well, which had water that they needed for their plantation. The water they needed for feeding. The water, I mean, in a time of famine, the Bible tells us. Why were they doing that? They just, they just, didn't, want them, they just didn't want Isaac to prosper. They were angry. You, you know, they call it, we call it bad belly. It's not because they needed it, but just because they didn't want Isaac to have it. They went and said, hey, Isaac, this land is our father's land. They gave it to you in error. Uh, Isaac left the place for them quietly. He didn't argue. He just called the place Essek, that this place is a place of quarrel. He went somewhere else and began to dig again. And they also came to him and said, you see, the survey plan that they did was wrong. This land also belongs to us. The Bible says the man did not argue with them. He carried his load again and called the place Sitna, that this is now 
enemy action. A place of enmity. He moved on to the third place. Bible says, as he dug that place, they couldn't quarrel with him again. <laughs> he said, this place is now Rehoboth. For now the Lord has made room for me. And I will be prosperous in this land. Whether the enemy likes it or not, whether your adversaries are happy about it or not, you will prosper in this land in Jesus' name. I'm sure I don't need to start telling you what prosperity is. Prosperity can be physical, it can be spiritual, it can be material, it can be marital. But whichever kind of prosperity you need in this year, before this year ends, you will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. But some things you need to learn from Isaac before, as you go into your prosperity. Because the Bible says there was famine in the land. Although Isaac was in the land of promise, he was in a land of plenty, the land of his prosperity, land of promise. He did not get any promise of it. He was suffering. There was famine. There was lack. He was actually thinking of living. Beloved, before you live here, let me tell you one truth. That God can bless you in this land. He can give you more than enough. You can enter into restoration and get an abundance with it. In which everything you have lost will come back. Then God will add the jara to it in Jesus' name. But what did Isaac do? Isaac avoided quarrel. He looked at the first place. He said, this will are looking for quarrel. Amen? He left them alone quietly and moved to another location. Many of us must learn to walk away from quarrels. Many of us will leave church and just outside the church. I know that doesn't happen in America. Amen? But as they step out of church, they meet someone who offend them and they will give him a piece of his mind and tell him the whole truth about who he is or what he thinks of him. Uh, sometimes when you give a piece of your mind to Pastor Wally, you give a piece of your mind to Sister Foluke, what is left of your own mind for yourself? <laughs> Hallelujah. But some wives are also angry with their husbands and they abuse the man. They abuse everybody. I know Men, men don't abuse their wives. Amen? Men in the house, I'm sure no man abuses his wife. Hallelujah. It's women that always abuse their husband. But we men, amen, always remember scripture that says in Ephesians chapter 4, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. You see, one thing that always happens in the place of anger is that we lose it. Amen. Uh, and when you lose it, you lose everything. I, I'm sure some of you will remember a boxer that lived some years ago. I, I think he died recently. He was an American. They called him Muhammad Ali. How many of you ever? Before the match, before a boxing round, they usually have, they have these pre-match conferences. And Muhammad Ali will come up. Ha, 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 ha. God help whoever is fighting against. How many of you ever watched those pre-match You remember those conferences? Ali will abuse the man so much that I don't like ugly people, that this man is ugly. I remember one advert that he did several years ago. Joe Fraser can't sing, George Foreman can dance. This is the thing of your man, Muhammad Ali. By the time he abuses you, you're already angry. He says, this is an ugly... And by the time you get into the boxing round match um, ring with him, the guy, you know when you are angry, the man starts fight, the boxer turns into wrestler. And before you know it, Muhammad Ali has dealt him a fatal one. Amen. 
But, but what happens is when you are angry, even Bible, um, the dictionary calls it temporary insanity. You can't order your thoughts again. Beloved, if you want to get into that place of enlargement, the place of promise, you need to avoid anger totally. And God will give you the wisdom to avoid it in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, a soft answer turneth away wrath. You need to always learn to give a soft answer in spite of what the enemy wanted. Isaac walked away. The second thing you need to walk away from is enmity, sitna. This second well was the one where they were waiting for him to fall down again. But the Bible says that God gave Isaac the wisdom to navigate away from the territory of the enemies who wanted him to get angry. Let me pray for you this morning. The wisdom that you need to navigate out of the plans of your enemies, the Almighty God will release to you in the name of Jesus. I say God will release wisdom to navigate to you in Jesus' name. So we're talking of restoration, but Isaac had lost two wells already. He walked away from the first one. He walked away from the second one. I began to wonder that how will he then get a restoration? Talk less of abundance. But by the t- third time he was walking away, you see what happened. That this time the enemy saw that we can't fight this guy. Whatever he is, there's someone behind him that is stronger than we are. The enemies recognized that this man, if he could dig water, if he could dig it well the first time, in the wilderness, and water came out. He dug a well the second time, and water came out. In the wilderness, in a time of famine, that whatever power is behind this guy is surely greater than we. And the Bible says they came back to bow before him and said, we don't want to fight with you again. You know that quarrel by my headsman was a mistake. Amen. Your enemies are coming back to bow before you in the name of Jesus. You see, I found that it's not where a man is located that determines his allocation from heaven. Praise the Lord. Your location doesn't determine your allocation. It is your connection with God. Prosperity doesn't come from abroad. It comes from... The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From there, my help comes. Once you realize who you are connected to, Abraham, I'm sure you know the story of Abraham. He went with Lot. God told him, don't go go alone. He went with Lot. But in that place, they soon began to fight. The headsmen began to fight. But Lot did not realize that his blessing came from his connection with Abraham. Abraham said, look at the land. Where do you want? Choose where you can go. Said he chose the well-watered land. And he went there, thinking that his, his allocation came from where he was located. Hello, somebody? But as he got to the place, he soon found out that he needed that Abraham to come and rescue him, even from the enemies in that land. I'm praying for you that your, lo- your allocation will come from heaven and not from where you are located. So, so whether you're in Chicago, beloved, stay here. God said to Isaac, remain in that land. Your blessing is here. I, I, I will advise you. Well, this is a church I love anyway. That whatever blessing you are looking for, you, you know, I, I call some people spiritual prostitutes. They go to, it, it doesn't happen here, but you know, in Lagos, you know, Lagos, I love Lagos. They finish in redemption camp Friday night. After a, all night vigil, 
as soon as they are coming out of redemption camp, mountain of fire is on the way back to Lagos. That one has power, must change hand. They start from 7 a.m. on Saturday. So they are coming from all night in redemption camp. They stop at power, must change hand at mountain of fire. And you know, in this December period, there's also Shiloh in Ota. So as they are leaving, power must change hand. They are crossing over to Shiloh. Uh, what they are looking for, meanwhile, is from heaven. It's not from any location. I'm praying for you. What you are looking for all over the world will come and meet you in your location here in the name of Jesus. It is God that blesses. It's not any man. Uh, the story is told of one man who went to a Baba for help. You know, he was looking for blessing. He went to Baba. They had told him, you know these people they call Baba. Amen. Baba is the one who can help you. That come, Baba has helped me before. A long story short, this Baba, the man met Baba. Baba said, come back tomorrow. I'll make a special charm for you to make sure you get that post you are looking for. He was looking for a promotion. And Baba said, come back tomorrow. So Baba said, I'm going to make a special charm for you. But by the time he went back the next day, he didn't meet the Baba at home. It was Baba's wife. But Baba had told him he was keeping something for him. So she went into Baba's room and brought out a bottle that she believed was for him because it was a big man come. The man took it and he went and applied it religiously. Drink it three times a day, use the rest to bath on the third day. Uh, and you know, you know the devil is a very wicked master. You know the devil is a wicked master. How do you know? Do you serve him? <laughs> but, but, you know, the story, the truth be told, when the time finished, some of us served the devil before now. Ah, we did. We painted town red. Every bad thing I knew, my brother taught me. Amen. The good things I know, because of his association with Fuluke, we became better in Jesus' name. But, but the story says this man, he wanted to become vice chancellor of a university, really. And when the election was done, he won. He became vice chancellor. So he was going back to Baba to go and say, thank you. He loaded his boot with all kinds of good things and drove to Baba's. As he walked, because it was a walk from the road, he didn't start carrying everything out yet. He went to go and check if Baba was in. As he was walking in, he met Baba running out. Baba came and apologized to him and said, ah, I'm so sorry. The last time you came, uh, my wife mistakenly gave you the bottle of my urine, which I wanted to use for the next charm. Amen. So the man had been drinking Baba's urine and bathing in Baba's urine, but because of the mercy of God, he still got the job. Hallelujah. I'm praying for you today. You won't have to go to Baba before you get your blessing in Jesus' name. In the place of your location. You know the problem with us is that we, this, when this thing comes so easy with God, we don't, we don't imagine you know, because pastor has prayed and there's no shaking and vibrating and falling down. We don't know anything has happened. I'm praying for you this morning. That whatever will God needs to do to get you into your own place of enlargement, receive it now in the name of Jesus. I know the amen is not always very sure. Amen. But what, guess what? After this happened, the servants of, De of um, Isaac came back and said, Bros, we hit it again. A fourth time, they found water. And then he called that place Sheba. He called that place Sheba. You know? And you will see that when God decides to bless, he doesn't stop at just restoring what he had lost. He lost two. 
He got two more. But beyond that, the enemies came to bow before him and apologize to him. The Bible tells us in Psalm 126, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. He said, then our mouth was filled with water, with laughter. And then the heathen said, the Lord has done great things for them. Wherefore, we are glad. When your enemies begin to testify of the goodness of your God, they saw the work of God in the life of Isaac. They knew it was not ordinary for a man to dig in the wilderness. And water come out the first time, water come out a second time. Because of what God was doing in his life, they came to bow down to him. I'm praying for you this, after, this morning. God will make you an advertisement of his glory. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For your shame, God will give you double. Every time they have laughed at you, every time they've stood in your way, God himself will release his blessings unto you in the name of Jesus. You know, and God gives extra. You know the story of the woman, the Shunammite woman. Oh, I, I'm sure the story of David is very familiar with all of you. You know how God restored. Abraham, um, David came back from Ziglag, from war. He got to Ziglag. He found that his house had been raised. His family had been taken away. The Bible says he turned to God and said, God, shall I pursue Shall I overtake? He asked for two things. God said, yes, you should pursue, you will overtake, and you will recover all. He asked for two things. God gave him three. Beyond what you can ask God today, he will exceed your expectations in the name of Jesus. How did God do it? You know, the interesting thing about the story of David is that when he caught up with the enemies, they had gone to raid other places. I'm sure you know the story. They had gone to raid other places. They gathered all the spoils together, including what they took from David. And they were, going to, they were starting a party. David came and collected everything. The one they took from him and the one that they had gathered from other locations. I'm praying for you. The enemy will work for you. The enemy will labor for you. And gather and keep it for you to come and recover in the name of Jesus. Why was this? Why did God do some things for some people? Why are some people able to recover? It's a matter of relationship. As a relationship, if you look in the story, God had said to Isaac, because of what your father has done, because of Abraham, your father, I will bless you. You just stay where you are. There's something about relationship with God or relating with God that makes a difference to your life. No matter what the enemy is saying, no matter what the situation around you is, if you would build on your relationship with God, beloved, you will enter into your place of prosperity, your place of largeness. But do you have that relationship you can see from this story as well that not only did the relationship work for Abraham, it worked for his son. Are you with me here this morning? Your relationship can determine the blessings your children will get. He said, and it went not only to his child, it went even to his children's children. Just because Abraham obeyed the Lord. Are you in a place of obedience to God today? Are you doing the things that are pleasing to God? God said to Abraham, Abraham, leave where you are to where I want you to be. And because you obeyed God, his story changed for life. Are you doing the things that God wants you to do? Are you obeying the word of God? I want us to bow our heads to God this morning.
You can fool man, but you cannot fool God. In fact, Scripture tells us that God is not mocked. He doesn't allow himself to be mocked. God will not permit himself to be mocked. Has he said a thing? He will do it. Has he asked you to do something? He expects performance. If you don't, he will continue to look at you. If you do, the blessings come back to you. Not only to you, but your children and your children's children. This morning, I want you to examine your ways. Examine your heart. Are you, do you have a relationship with God? Does he know you as his child? He is simply as accept me as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And then we begin a new walk. Have you done that before? Have you confessed him before men? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Beloved, it's such a simple thing. But many of us come to church, but we've never done that. It takes a step of faith to enter that relationship. All you need to do is rise to your feet this morning if, you don't, if you've never done that. Accepting him as your own Lord and Savior is a personal thing. Every one of us has had to do it at some point in time or the other. Are you here this morning and you have never publicly accepted him as your Lord and Savior? I want you to rise to your feet quickly. I want to pray with you so that the blessings will endure to you and generations after you. If you want to stand, stand before God. It's between you and God this morning. But if you have done it before, then is your relationship right with him? Are you doing the things that are pleasing unto him? He says, go out into the world. Go and preach about me. Evangelize. Bring people to my church. Just talk about my goodness. Win souls for me. But many of us will not talk about God. We are ashamed of him. We don't want people around us to know. I started a campaign a few, about two years ago. Everywhere I go, I have a cross on me so that they know where I stand without asking questions. I'm not ashamed of this God. I said, before, when you see me, you know what side I stand. Sometimes, and God help me, I see a lot of us confusing identity these days. Sometimes we look like the Muslims, but yet we are Christians. And nobody can tell the difference until you talk. I, I, I travel and I go on Etihad. I go, on, I go through Istanbul. I, I don't want anybody to mistake me for a Muslim by any chance. I stand to be known as a Christian. I'm proud of the cross. But many of us no longer have any identity. Something to identify us as Christians. Beloved, if, if we don't have any identity. We don't talk about him. We don't read our Bible. We don't tell anybody about this Jesus. How do they know where you stand? We come to church on Sundays and our Christianity ends there. Beloved, it is our duty. The only thing God has asked us to do is to occupy till I come. Do my business till I get back here on earth. Go to the end of the world. Tell them about me. Bring people to church. Invite somebody. But, but, but we don't do it. Let us talk to God this morning. For as many of us that are failing him in that duty to evangelize, you are not winning souls. It's not enough to come and get the blessings to yourself. It is our duty. It is what God asks of you to bring souls into his kingdom. Ask him for the grace to be able to speak about him. Ask him for the boldness to invite others even into his presence. To tell them of the good things he's doing in your life so that by that you may draw men and women into his kingdom. Just talk to him. You know those areas you are falling short. You know the things he has told you. What do you do for him? What do you do in church? Are you a worker? 
Do you win to, Do you evangelize? Many of us say, oh, I come to church. Glory to God. Even the devil comes to church. He comes to church. Hello? When the children of God came to present themselves, the devil was there. He came with them. So coming to church is no big deal. Is what do you have to show for it? What are you doing for God? How can God say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased? Listen to him. Father, we just want to thank you. Even for your word this morning. We have heard your word. Help us, Father, so that we can not only be hearers, but we'll be doers. Help us, Lord, that we'll be able to stand up and be recognized and be counted for you. In the name of Jesus. For as many of us that are making up our minds to do more than we are doing, Father, the boldness, the grace, please release unto us. In the name of Jesus. At the end of our walk, Lord, let your name be glorified. Give us the blessings and take all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus. For more information, contact Shamrock Community Church, 927 N. Road, Shamrock, Illinois. Or you can check us out on www.shamrock.org. Jesus is Lord.